Before we dive into today's show, I just want to thank my good friends over at Yumi for sponsoring this episode. If you have a little one who's transitioning from milk to solid foods, I found the absolute best company to use. Yumi creates the healthiest, most delicious baby food on the market. You probably know that we're actually expecting our third baby anytime, and I was doing some research for our own little one when I came across Yumi. Their food is so good. It's so healthy. I actually eat a jar of it every morning, and I know that sounds weird, but it's not gross like normal baby food that you'd buy at the store. One of my favorite parts of the company is they'll actually deliver the food straight to your door, which makes things super easy for tired dads and tired moms. The team over at Yumi wanted to hook the dad tired listeners up with a free week of food. So go over to helloyumi.com and use the promo code dadtired to get your first week free. That's helloyumi.com, promo code dadtired to get your first week free. All right, Alfred, appreciate you hanging out with us today, man. I know you're busy. For those few people who don't know who you are, tell us who you are and what you're up to these days. All right. Well, I'm Alfred Morris. I'm a dad and I'm definitely tired. <laughs> uh, but I, I just, I'm, I'm a follower of Christ. So I love the Lord. Um, and right now I just happen to be an NFL football player. So I currently play for the, uh, the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, before that, I played with the Dallas Cowboys for two years. And before that, uh, Washington Redskins for four years. So, um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Dang, man. I love there, – there are a couple of things that I want to point out about that introduction. <laughs> uh, first off, that you started with that, you are a man who's trying to follow Jesus. I love that. We talk about a lot on the podcast who uh, – there's so many of us guys who are identified by what we do. Uh, and if anyone could like have started this by saying what they do and it being super cool, it's you, like <laughs> you play in the NFL, <laughs> which is a cool way to start an introduction, but you started that with, I love Jesus. So anyway, that, I just want to point that out. Cause that's amazing. Your identity first is mm-hmm. in Christ. Uh, and then second thing, which is not so cool. I'm a, I'm a diehard Raider fan, man. I just got to come out right out the bat and say it, uh, grew up Raiders, um, but I'm also an Alfred Morris fan, so I'm super stoked to have you on today, man. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we have a lot of guys who like work, you know, normal nine to five jobs. They're trying to figure out how to balance work and their family and leading their family spiritually, like being the spiritual leader of their family. You obviously, you're in the middle of a season right now, um, which I can't even imagine how grueling that is. How do you manage the demands of like football, the season, all the stuff you're required to do and still find a way to be an engaged husband and father? Uh, it's tough, but it, it's really a choice, honestly, because uh, <clears throat> I can use my work as an excuse. Uh, I mean, it's a long day. It's not as long as the coaches, but we do have a really long day. Usually I'm up like five o'clock, five, five thirty and try to get to facilities. You know, I wake up, brush my teeth and I go straight to the facilities. And um, I usually I'm not home much at all. Um, for the most part, and usually I get back home around five or six um, in the afternoon uh, on a normal day. Some days a little shorter, but regardless, I can use it as an excuse to be like, well, I'm tired. I can't do this or I don't feel like doing this, but I have to make a choice. And uh, my choice usually is like I can either choose myself or I can choose my family. So I do my best to choose my family. Do I have days where I choose myself? I do. And um, I have to get corrected from that because uh, I think one of the hardest things for me as a as a man, as a father, is uh, as a husband, is laying my life down. Uh, I think it's really, really tough to lay my life down and expect nothing in return. Um, yeah. But it, it can be very, because I do it for, you know, 
weeks and weeks and weeks. And I was one day, it was like, what about me? What about me? You know, I kind of get in my feelings. And <clears throat> and that's when I talk about choose myself in that, in that regards. But to, to balance, like, it's just, that helps me a lot just knowing that, like, look, I get to choose my family. I get to, to play with my kids. I get to my wife. I get to lead my family. Like, I don't have to do it. I feel like just I get to kind of change, shift my perspective. Like, it's a choice, one. And two, it's like, I get to do this. This is a joy and it's worthwhile work to me because sometimes it, it is work. It's, I have to work at it and um, just balancing it all can be tough, but I try my best not to bring work home. Um, when we spend a lot of hours there, I try to make the most of my schedule and uh, be very efficient in my time management to make sure I can knock out everything I need to do before I get home. So when I come home, I don't have to watch film. When I come home, I don't have to you know be dissecting this defense or that. Uh, I can come home and be fully engaged with my family. So I always try to leave work from my car to, to the facilities. And once I get home, it's like I'm husband mode, I'm dad mode, um, even though I'm a husband and dad the entire time. Yeah. So it sounds like part of like just learning to die to yourself is part of like just to get real practical here is getting some work done before you get home um, so that you know like when I'm there, I don't have to mentally shift somewhere somewhere else and I can be fully present with my family. I think that's a real key takeaway for any dad listening to this. It's like, you know, it might require a little bit of extra time at work or being a little bit more intentional with your time to make sure you get work done before you get home so you can be fully engaged. What is like can you like walk me through when you pull up into the driveway and you go into your house, even for a guy like you, like what, what is dying to yourself or being engaged with your family looks like? Like, are you, are you still like doing the dishes and taking out the trash and like <laughs> wrestling around with the kids, you know? Um, yes, I do. I do all those things, but I don't even have to come in the house now. Uh, well I have a, my son is three and my daughter is 17 months. Um, hmm. And so now, literally, when I, I just came home not too long ago, I actually came home a little later because I was getting my, getting work done. Um, and my kids, literally, they hear my car pull up, and they, my wife opens the door, and they come out screaming, Daddy! Daddy! <laughs> I just run out screaming, and it's just, yeah. it really helps me to, to like, I don't have to, like, try. It's like, right. come and greet me at the car. I didn't even get the chance to get out of the car. They're already here, you know? So it's, yeah. I enjoy that. Um, they kind of started, and they be like, since we've been in California and I just kind of, I enjoy, I look forward to it now. So if they don't come out running, it's kind of like, hold on, what's going on here? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but even right. before that, it was kind of like, kind of, I was kind of sitting in the car sometimes just for like a few seconds, kind of gather myself to kind of flip that switch from, okay, work, 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 you know, football, football, football. Now it's like dad, 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 husband, husband, husband. And yeah, I used to flip, but now my kids run out. It's, it, it's like such a smooth transition right into it. So, I really enjoy it, and I, um, I hope they continue to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoy these moments because it's going to, it will become a time that they won't be running out to the car to read me. They'll probably be, you know, face dived into some, I don't know, some tablet or something. Who knows? So I know, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm not looking forward to that at all, man. I, I, I tell myself that stuff every day, man. Like this, I try to remind myself that those days are going to be gone, and I'm going to miss it like crazy. Yeah, my wife sometimes she. Uh, She'll be like, oh, look at her. Like She's like, our daughter's name is Grace. She'll be like, she's about to be married. And like, you know, before we know it, I'm like, you nope. moving too fast. I was like, <laughs> no. none of that marriage talk, I, man. I like, just none enjoy, of that. enjoy it right now. Like, I mean, I know she does. She's joking. But uh, yeah. sometimes like, hey, pump your brakes. They're not going to college. They're not getting married yet. Like, let's enjoy these moments because it's, yep. it's going to last a lot longer than we think. But it does go fast. I can't believe, you know, my kids are already, you know, three and 
17 months and then running around and talking and saying this and getting this stuff. It's just, it's just amazing how fast it goes. And I just, I love being a dad. Yeah, dude, I was, I did a podcast recently where I was talking about how, uh, you think about how fast a year goes by, you know, like just, just look back at like how fast this last year went by. And I was, I was trying to like run some math in my head and I'm 31. So I'm like, best case scenario, like this never even happens, but let's just say I live into my, like, until I'm 90. I've got like 59 years left mm-hmm. like, and think about how fast they go by. I'm like, that's, that's nothing. That's like 59 of those years and they go by so fast. I'm like, dude, I started to have a little bit of a crisis. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, we're flying through here, man. We're going to be done in no time. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. I just want to make each day counts, whether it be dad, you know, whether it be an occupation, whether it be a husband, trying to make them count because our days are numbered and it will come to end. It's inevitable. You will come yep. to end. So, I try to live each day to the fullest, and you know, I'm not yeah. crazy YOLO way, but in the, uh, how can I represent Christ? Um, how can I be a better husband, better father, better follower of Christ? How can I be a better me? You know, in each mm. day, and it's hard some days. Some days it's easy. Some days it's hard. So, um, but yeah, that's usually my mindset mm. with that. Yeah, can you give can you give us an idea of like what it's like to be a follower of Jesus? in the NFL, are there lots of Christians? Is it something that comes up? Is it hard? Is it easy? Uh, it's definitely hard. It's temptations around every corner and different people, you know, we all tempted by different things. You know, my struggle could be different from like your struggle, temptation in a sense, I don't want to say struggle, but uh, it, it can be really hard because most guys are heading in a totally different direction than you. Um, I There are Christians and um, I think, it could be more, but a lot of guys more so um, identify as Christian, but they don't walk a Christian life in the sense they don't live the life um, that they're proclaiming. Um, and that's tough. And that's just tough for a lot of reasons. But just a lot of times I, for a long time, I, I walked along when I, I think about being in college. I walked along a lot because most guys just want to party and have fun. But I was like, I'm, I'm sold out for Jesus. I really want to do this in the right way. And um, so then when I got to the professional i did have more guys who were you know we're a small group of small population on any team um as christian guys and those guys just want to have fun they want to have their cake and eat it too they want to i got time i do that jesus thing later and that can be tough so um but i think it's really tough with just the temptations and so much that comes with it from 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 the fans to you know social media type stuff to um, you know, even just a family, some of this stuff, is, it comes with a lot just being a Christian in the field. It's not easy by any means. I think just being a Christian and, you know, in general in this world is not easy. Some areas have it, you know, a lot harder than, well, say we do in America. You know, somebody in China will have it harder than we do. So <clears throat> I do count my blessings, but it's, it's not easy being a Christian in the field. You usually kind of stand out and um, a lot of people, you know, kind of prejudge you in a sense. And, oh, you that, you know, you you know, the Jesus follower guy, you know, you, you, you do different, you know, and stuff like that. So they kind of like, it's almost like you're like a black sheep, but you're not. That's not everywhere. But I mean, I, I usually blend into any crowd and I just love on people regardless if they um, believe what I believe or not. It's not my job to um, to make them believe what I believe. My job is to love them. My job is to re- represent Christ on, you know, earth. And sometimes that I, I end up standing out. Sometimes I end up, you know, kind of walking alone at times. Sometimes I end up, you know kind of off to myself in a sense, not by choice, but it's just kind of people shy away from you because sometimes life they live in is opposite with you and they can tell that. So they kind of don't want to highlight it. So they kind of 
veer away from you. So it, it can be really tough, but I mean, like I said, I just love on everybody and um, try to take invested interest in everyone I come in contact with. Yeah. What what are what are the hardest parts? Is it like when you're traveling? Is it when you're like in the locker room and like the guys are just like making fun of you for being Christian? Like, does that happen? Like, what what are the hard? When when do you find it the hardest? Well, I've had guys who like kind of make fun of you. I, I don't. I'm I've, I can't speak for anybody else, but me personally, I've never had you know make fun of me in the sense that like they just kind of call me out and point out. Well, most guys right. can respect it, and they will, uh, whether they believe it or not, they do respect it. It is a respect because when in the locker room. I think it's sometimes going to be the hardest, but at the same time, when you build relationship, you can kind of agree to disagree. But when you have no relationship, you don't really, it's either my way or the highway. And that works, you know, both sides. And that works for anything in this, you know, in this world. I feel like when a lot of times when you have uh, a lot of the friction, a lot of, you know, when it creates size in any issue, uh, I feel like when you have relationship, you can, um, you can have that the moment you can, okay, well, that's what you believe. That's fine. That's what I believe. And just agree to disagree. But when you don't have that. So in the locker room, I can say it's, it's a lot easier at times, but you can be in some locker rooms and you can kind of be like almost, you know, the black sheep of, of, the, of the crew and kind of people just steer clear of you. So it's not, mm. I, I feel like I don't want to make it seem like, uh, like guys are just kind of like, you know, throwing stuff at us, you know, right, it's, right. it's really not that bad. <laughs> but um, I think for the most part, there is a respect. But at the same time, like because of that relationships we have, and like I said, I build relationships with guys, uh, take invested interest in them. And uh, I think there's this, this respect that they, yeah, that's what you believe in. That's fine. Well, this is what I'm doing. This is what I believe in. And that's that's totally fine. And we can agree on that. Um, I think for most guys, I think we'll probably be on the road. It can be really hard. Or even, you know, at home and road a lot more so because you're in a new city. Um, there's all all kind of things going on. Even in the locker room, you know, just different guys can be persuaded or kind of um, talking to do things they probably wouldn't normally do in a sense. Uh, yeah. uh, just our suggestion can be really tough. So um, maybe on the road and in the locker room, I think it would be the two toughest places um, mm-hmm. where you kind of temptation kicks in. Yeah. Are there guys in the league that you have like a strong spiritual connection with, like other guys that you know that love Jesus and just are in a similar situation? Um, yeah. I mean, this guy's uh, basically I mean, everywhere I went, um, where every team I've been on, um, they have like uh, Kirk Cousins. Who's, he's awesome. I love that guy. He's a uh, mm. he's just been walking and just see him kind of blossoming now after what all he's been through. Um, just yeah. does heart so good. So we definitely spiritually connected, and I was able to get to know him personally. I wives know each other we you know so it's, it's super cool just to get get to know him coming up playing with against him in college and then training with him for the combine and then being drafted on the same team and just kind of growing that way has been really cool so just to watch him kind of blossom has been like, super exciting for me and then um Roy Lou was one of the guys who definitely helped you know lead me spiritually um when I first got in the NFL he was another running back he's retired now but he's a running back when I first got to Washington who also was just there and just chasing out to the Lord and just kind of really poured into me. We still keep in contact now. And um, we always, we do a conference. It's, a, it's called the PAO professional athletes outreach and it's a yearly thing. And um, I always look forward to seeing him there because I know he's going to be there. And it's kind of like a reunion. We get together, we chat it up. It's like, we never, you know, we're still back in Washington playing football. And it's like, even though we may not talk, you know, on, on a daily basis, we as right. soon as we get back together, it's like they like nothing ever changed. We're still in the locker room, hanging out, talking about yeah. the board, reminiscing about the times, and so it's really good. So I have guys like that, and um, there's other guys who, you know, just been able to meet throughout the the years and, and grow with, and uh, it's been awesome. Trying to 
hold each other accountable. We're kind of like a small group within a, you know, a bigger population and it's, uh, it's good. And we just try to love on people. Yeah. Did you grow up Christian? I did. My mom, uh, <clears throat> so my mom was the one who had us in church. She didn't want to pray for us. You know, we'd be sleep and she'd come in and put bless oil on our heads when we were sleeping. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, so that's yeah. um, and so we grew. I grew up in a church, and uh, I remember getting baptized young as as a young kid. And um, I, I've always feel like I followed the Lord, but I was always, I was lukewarm. So it became a time. Really, in college, it was when I really was like, I'm like I'm done playing games. I'm done like being lukewarm, Lord. Um, I want to be all in, and that's when it kind of like really kind of I was like, I'm all in, and this thing's going to happen. Um, so yeah, what caused that? What co- why in college? Why did how did that happen? Um, I feel like the Lord used the relationship to kind of like I call it, He broke me down to my lowest point to ground zero, and ever since then He's been building me back up. So through a relationship, I mean, He can teach the same lesson through different different ways, and I feel like He used a, a relationship that I was in to really break me. And I got to a point I was like, Lord, this thing is going really south. Like I know this is gonna hurt. I need you to get help me through this. I was like, if not, I don't know what's gonna happen. And so on my bedroom floor in college, like on second or third year, I can't remember. It's been a while now. A boo crying. I just was like, Lord, I'm all for you. I I need you. Like I can't do this without you. And ever since then, I've just been wholeheartedly just you know striving after him. And I falter. Yes, I falter a lot. Um, at the same time, um, he always, always helps me back up. And going back to before when I was lukewarm, even in that, man, it just shows the love of a good, good father. Like even when I was lukewarm, the Lord was still walking with me. He was still was loving on me. He still was blessing me, opening up doors and shutting other doors. He still was taking care of me, even though I was lukewarm to him. Hmm. The Bible say he would, you know, lukewarm is detestable to him. He'll spew you out of his mouth, but he didn't. He he walked with me. He loved me, and I, you know, that helped even build my bond with him that much more. Because even, you know, we all sinners, but he still loves us. He still pursues us to, to no end. And I'm just, I'm beyond thankful for uh, a father like that, example like that. So now that I'm a dad, I can, you know, be, do my best to, to love unconditionally, to pursue my kids, to pour into them, to, to be um, the example I want them to be in this world. Your, your wife, uh, she sent me a message and reached out and said that she kind of bragged on you a little bit and said that you are just a stud when it comes to praying with your family. Like you pray with her, you pray with the kids. She said that you even, uh, you might be embarrassed by her telling me this, but she said you even uh, would pray with her when you guys were dating long distance, like over the phone. And she said that really stuck out to her, how serious you were about that. Like what talk to me about that process and why that's so important to you. Prayer changes things. My mom, that's one of the things my mom would always hit home. Uh, like prayer changes things. Prayer is effective. Prayer is pivotal. So she kind of like struck that at a young age, and I always knew that. And um, so I'm big on prayer um, because of that, because of growing up in it, and then just knowing that like the power of prayer and just seeing it, the example in my life. So, um, and I want my kids to, to know that as well. So we pray at, we pray at dinner time. We pray anytime we eat a meal. We pray. Uh, before bedtime um, as a family. Then as we lay the kids down, we pray individually with the kids. Um, we pray together. So, uh, me and my wife prays together. We, you know, we pray individually just ourselves. So it's, it's just so important just seeing just 
what comes out of prayer. I think about um, where we are now. Uh, I didn't go to camp till um, halfway through the camp. Uh, halfway through uh, training camp, I didn't. I wasn't on the team. I was a free agent basically all year. And and through prayer, God just gave us a peace, and we knew we were going to be on the team. And it were, and we knew that it was going to be on the West Coast, and it was either between uh, Seattle and San Fran, and uh, and there was other teams that came and reached out before. This is just an example of me why prayer is so important. There was other teams that reached out, and I turned them down because I trust the Lord. I know what the Lord told me, mm-hmm. and so I, I was like, I'm gonna wait on the Lord. I'm not gonna put this thing in my own hands. So I trusted Him, and through prayer, I trusted Him. What He told me through prayer, and I stuck to that. Now people probably thought I was crazy. You know, so many thoughts run through your head, but I just ignored it and just trusted the Lord. And eventually San Francisco called us and I was like, this is the Lord. You know, this is an example of just the, the power of prayer, just the power of, you know, um, the importance of prayer and just talking to the Lord through any situation, you know, whether it be a big, you know, life-changing decision, like such as a career path or something as simple as, you know, hey, Lord, my my ankle's sore, you know, my ankle's hurting, can, you know, heal me, you know, in Jesus' name, things like that. I think prayer is just is so, it's monumental to our faith. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm so big on it. And I just want my family to um, also pick up on that and, and then they can pass it, you know, keep doing that moving forward in their lives. And then when they have kids one day, get married, they pray with their wives and, and husbands and they pray with their kids and stuff one day. So I just want to be an example for my family. So that's why. And I know it's important. That's why I stick to prayer so much. Yeah, man. You're leaving a legacy, brother. That's cool, dude. That's amazing. Um, you, you've, you've mentioned your mom a couple of times. Was your dad around growing up? Um, yeah. So I was I was very fortunate. I was one of the few families that had both mom and dad um, growing up where I grew up at. And um, my dad, my mom was a believer. My dad was, uh, he was not. It was like pulling teeth to get him to go to church. And he did go to church. He frowned the whole time for the most part. Um <clears throat> I mean, it's funny now, but my, my dad is definitely, uh, when I went to college, was another thing. Um, when I went to college, my dad, my bro- two, you know, two of my younger brothers were still at home, and they was like, dad going to church now. And I'm like, no way he's going to church. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's going to church. He comes home, he reads his Bible. He's like, man, he's a different man. I'm like, wow, way. And I was like, I had to see this to believe it. So after my first semester, I came home, and sure enough, he was going to church. Every time I went to church, he was there. Reading his Bible in his spare time, he drives when he's doing errands and stuff. He has his Bible in his car with him. He's a snack in his Bible, and he when he gets to downtown, he just sits there and read. And I was like, wow, if God can do this with him, like he can do this with anybody, hmm. you know. So that just like really blew me away <laughs> that my yeah. dad like it, it took him a while, but he came and that and that's just a, a I feel like it's a testament of prayer too because my yep. mom pray and pray and pray and believe and believe and pray for my dad to get saved. And, and it happened. And that's, that's like, that's awesome. I've seen some of those prayers. I've witnessed my mom laying before the Lord, praying mm. to the God for my dad and just to see the her righteous prayers being answered and God been faithful in that. That, that like, that rocks me to my core and just to see his yeah. growth now. And, um, and even once he did, uh, coming to the Lord, he, he was, he's so much more affectionate now. It blows my mind. So my dad, I always knew my dad loved me. I always knew he would, this guy would take off work early to come watch us practice. I'm like, dad, you know, it's practice. You don't have to be here. He's like, I know. He's like, I want to be here, you know? And uh, I'll get to his dad in, in a second. But so my dad would always, he always sacrificed for his kids. And that's what makes it easier for me uh, to the example that I saw to sacrifice for my kids. So he, uh, I always needs love, but he never really showed affection. He never, 
He never really hugged us. He was like, you didn't have a handshake. He's like, but that's what he grew up in. He's like, I shake your hand, but it wasn't really hugs. It wasn't I love you. First time my dad, I remember my dad verbally telling me he loved me was when I was in college. He was like, I love you, son. I'm like, huh? You what? Wow. He's like, wow. I love you. And he kind of chuckled. I'm like, I love you too. You know, like that. That's not my dad. So when, when the Lord changed his heart, he changed him. Like this, wow. he became a totally different man. So that was like, that blew my mind. And I was like, you can't tell me there's not a guy. <laughs> wow. To see what what he was and now where he's talking. My dad is so more, such, such he's more of an affectionate guy now because of the him coming to know the Lord. Uh, he tells us he loves us often. He gives us hugs. He, you know, and I, I appreciate him because his dad was not in his life. Like, not like that. My dad, the last he finished was eighth grade, the last he completed. <clears throat> he dropped out of school and started working construction so he can help provide for his, his siblings. So he started working construction job and like halfway through uh, ninth grade and he would pay, he would get his, his siblings school clothes, uh, get them school supplies and that type of thing. Wow. His dad was not. So I know I have a lot of people, I grew up with a lot of guys who didn't have a dad and they like, well, I ain't got my dad. They use that as almost a crutch or an excuse. And it's like, well, no, like my dad didn't have an example. His dad was a deadbeat. His dad never really did much anything for him. But he made a choice to be the father that he wanted when he was growing up instead of following the example that was given to him. So he made a choice. And I, I forever love my dad for that because he could have been the same way his dad was, but he didn't. He chose mm-hmm. He chose to take to, to, to take off early from work to come watch his kids practice. He chose to work overtime so that his kids can uh, pay for field trips or do these things when they do travel for, for sports or whatever. They can have the funds they need to be able to do that stuff. You know, all the sacrifice he made that he never saw. He made a choice to do that. And uh, I, I randomly now I just like that. You know, thank you for all your sacrifice. Thank you for just laying your life down. You know, like you didn't. I don't know if you knew what you were doing at the time, but. You, you were doing it. And I thank you for that. Like, I didn't really fully grasp it until I got older and now that I have kids. And it's like, man, dad, like what you were doing was like mind blowing. And and like he was such a great example, even though he didn't have an example to follow himself. And uh, I just thank God for that. It was all God. That's powerful, man. That's really powerful. I appreciate you sharing that. Not a problem. It's it's uh, hopefully you touch someone else because it definitely I know that's my dad, but it's just. It rocks me to the core every time. And now that I have kids, even more so. So it's just like, man, like, what a great example that my yeah. you know, my dad was, even though he didn't have the example himself. Right. That's huge, man. If you weren't playing football, what would you be doing? Uh, I don't know. I thought about going back to school, do PA. I thought about being a chef. I thought about a lot of things. But I know when I'm done with football, I'm going to somewhere in the business world. Where? I don't know. But hmm. I feel like this is what the Lord is like kind of prepping me. He kind of gave me a a heads up back in college that I'd be in the business. I'm like, I don't know nothing about business. So <laughs> I think I'm losing my mind, but now just people just are willing to pour into me without even charging me for, you know, they have all this knowledge and wisdom and they just want to give it to me. And I'm like, okay, maybe, okay, Lord, you, I wasn't crazy. I, I, you do want me to go in the business world. So where, I don't know yet, but I'm gonna just keep following the Lord and uh, allow him to lead me. But I mean, I love food. So I, I wanted to be a chef when I was in high school. I actually was in a culinary operations program. Wow. Um, a fully Stanley steel kitchen. We did competitions like Orlando. It was super cool. Wow. Um, <clears throat> but because of football, I couldn't really stick with it. And, um, um, but I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed just the human body. I'm an exercise science and health promotion major, uh, which most schools call it kinesiology. My university, FAU, who do they? Uh, 
<laughs> they decided to choose the long name, so kinesiology. So I'm just really fascinated with the human body. Just so much goes on in a split second, and it's like, you know, I just think it's mind blowing, and just the things that like you you're capable of doing, or you can. Anyway, I just think the human body is very, very fascinating and the mind as well. So that's why I thought about doing like a PA physician assistant um, just to work with in the health field. But at the same time, um, I mean, my my heart's in it, but it's not. So because yeah. I feel like the Lord is doing me towards business. So um, so it'll be exciting once once I do get done and uh, for the Lord open up more doors and more opportunities to uh, yeah, to just love on people, really. Your heart uh, for the Lord is contagious, man. Even in the half hour that we've had a chance to just talk, you've uh, drawn me closer to Jesus. So I can only imagine what you're doing for the guys around you, man. I'm I'm grateful that God uses guys like you to uh, just continue his redemption of the world, uh, even in locker rooms and when football teams and all that, man. You're God's using you. I, I know that for a fact. Thank, thank you. The, the way yeah. I see this is my mission field right now, and that's where God has me, so... I try my best to just spread the love of Christ, even if they never hear the word Jesus out of my mouth. And I I think about when I was in Dallas, they start calling me Brother Al. And I once said a scripture, never once said, you know, the name of Jesus. I mean, they knew who I was following. I thought that was just, well, hey, amen. Go, go, Jesus. You know, like (laughs) they so it's it's super cool. And I'm thankful God is giving me this mission field to go love on people and just pour into them and not, you know, even force Jesus on them at all. And just to be me. And I feel like the Lord is telling me, he's like, Alfred, you be Alfred, and I'll be God. Hmm. You know, so when I do that, sometimes I try to do a little more, and it's like, hey, you be Alfred, and I'll be God. And I'm like, Hmm. right, I'm going to be Alfred, so and you be God, because I'll make a terrible God. Uh, (laughs) A very terrible God. I'll be, I don't know, I'll be smiting everyone, you know, it's like, (laughs) you get smoked, you get smoked. So, so, yeah, so I'm good at being Alfred, and the Lord Hmm. reminds me of that, and I'm thankful um, and Alfred is good enough. You know, you who are listening, you're good enough. You're a great father. You're a great husband. Um, don't let the enemy fill you with lies and tell you otherwise because you're not. That's a lie from the enemy. And the Lord says otherwise. So believe in his truth. Believe in who he, who he says you are. And you, you, you belong. And uh, you're more than enough. Uh, so let's keep striving for for mm-hmm. great. Well, you know what, man? I think you've made a, a bigger fan out of me. Uh, just like, I think I'm a I'm a f- bigger fan of Alfred Morris than I am the Raiders now. Uh, and so when you guys play in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be rooting for you, brother, and just rooting that God continues to shine through you and uses you in big ways, even way beyond football, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. So much appreciate. appreciate That's huge for you as a Raider fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't tell anyone because then right. I'll, I'll get killed at the stadium, you know. <laughs> You'll see you safe with me. <laughs> Bro, I appreciate you coming on today. I know you're busy, man. Thanks for taking the time. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Dad Tired Podcast. If it was helpful for you, would you take a minute just to leave a review? It helps get this podcast in front of more people so we can have more guys falling in love with Jesus and leading their families well. Don't forget, we have a cruise coming up in March 2020. You can sign up for that by going to dadtired.com, clicking the cruise button. We'd also love to have you come be part of our community. Go to dadtired.com, click the community tab. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your week. See you.